0: Welcome to episode 34 of MTG Radio, this is Trevor. And this is Tom. And And welcome back. We're we're talking at the same time, we are failing miserably at this podcasting thing. What is wrong with us? Anyway, um, we're back, back again. We try to talk most about ADHD as we always say, but we have ADHD and drink too much coffee and... Yeah. So we can never just focus on EDH. There's been a lot of changes in the magic community as a whole, and we're gonna touch upon those first, and then we'll we'll start broad and then work our way down to EDH. Um I did some crazy hand thing when I said that. I don't understand why I do stuff like that, because no one can see me. Well, it's because, (laughs) like...
1: Well, for me, it's an Italian thing. Like, hand things are Italian. So I don't really know why you do it. You're, like, randomly French and five other things, but...
0: I'm... I'm... No, I'm French, Canadian, and German. I'm not five (laughs) other things.
1: Anyways, so... Shit went down on Thursday night. Like, dude. Ridiculous. Um... So, yeah... Ravnica isn't an Extended anymore because well, it's now well, double standard.
0: On July 1st, the following sets will leave. 9th edition, Mirrodin, Darksteel, 5th on, uh, Kamigawa, 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 Ravnica, Guildpack, <laughs> and Descension, and Cold Snap. Kamigawa, this-
1: Kamigawa, Kamigawa.
0: <laughs> I'm not reading all those long names. From this point forward, the Extended format will include approximately four years of magic instead of seven. So... Yeah, now welcome to Double Standard. I mean, it's the new Magic Double Standard, that's what everyone's calling it, and it it sounds like an innuendo, but it's fine. Um, The reasoning behind this decision from WotC was Extended was supposed to be where players could play their standard decks after they rotated from standard. They might have to get a few new cards or a new mana base, but they could still play their standard decks. Mm -hmm. That was not the case.
1: No, you had to invest in totally new things, um... Like, randomly, Thopter Depths comes out, and it's like, oh, I have to buy these now? What is this? Like, there wasn't a Thopter Depths in standard. When you go back seven years, you have so many different interactions, than just standard. So, double standard.
0: Do you like the change? I really like the change. I really, really like the change, but we don't play, we never played Old Extended. Yeah. So, we didn't have the cards. I'm sure for people who played it, this change is kind of shocking. A lot of the card prices are in—they're doing somersault right now, mm-hmm. so be aware of that. Uh, if you want tips on speculation, I'm going to point you to Kelly Reed or John Medina, not us, because we're poor college students. Yeah, I mean, man,
1: I wish I hadn't sold
0: those cryptics.
1: Like that's—that's that's basically what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. <laughs> like, did, did you remember when uh when Lauren was rotating out, but they did the uh the magic mailout promos and people were getting like textless foil cryptics. But they were selling them for, like, 10 bucks, because, hey, it's rotating out. I mean, like, Cryptic wasn't really played anywhere, even in it Extended.
0: Was, it was briefly played in Extended, but it was still not as expensive as it was, and when a card goes from, like, $20, 30 to 10 people tend to get rid of it. But anyway.
1: Yeah, people were trying to get rid of it at, like, 15 and now they're coming back at 15 So uh, minimum. Minimum. So, double Extended. Uh, double Standard.
0: So, what... Do you think is gonna show up in double standard, Trevor? Uh fairies with Jace. Mm-hmm. Dunned with a different mana base. Because of the filter lands, and possibly vivid reflecting pool. I don't really know. That might be too slow. Yeah. But uh five color control because of vivid reflecting pool. Mm-hmm. Cascade Swans,
1: RDW. Um uh, RDW. You're you're speaking you're speaking my language when you speak of RDW. It's it's my favorite deck ever.
0: Until when Scars comes out, then Time Spiral, Planner Chaos, Tenth Edition all leave. Again, yeah. Time spiral, Planner Tenth future Sight in Tenth Edition, pardon me, leave. You know what that means? Goyf is gone. Holy crap. Well it's gone in
1: double stand and extend is it still called extended? This is called double yeah. standard. It's gone it's in double big- standard.
0: It's, it's called in vintage. extended. We call it double standard. <laughs>
1: I mean but, there's there are decks people aren't talking about that uh that are gonna be there until Scars are come out. You still have Merfolk will still be around. You're gonna have uh, Lord of Atlantis was in the reprints from Time Spiral. So you have all those Merfolk lords, Merfolk are still gonna be around. Uh, I'd actually watch out for that deck, it seems like it's really good. It only gets better with Jace. So watch out for the Folk. Oh
0: you know what you know what's gonna be I'm gonna call it right now. I'm probably gonna be proven wrong, but I wanna see Jund with Jace in Double Standard.
1: There's, there's no way they're, g- that'd be awesome. But
0: there's, you use, you use a five color control metabase, or you just try to splash blue, I don't care. You can do it, cause it's Double Standard and everything is possible in Extended. You, you do it. You have gotta play Jund with Jace in Extended. Anyway. I've, um, I've,
1: I've heard of Grixis decks playing, like, bit blast that they can just cascade into Jace and stuff like that. But that'd be, like, ridiculous, Jund with Jace.
0: I mean. Anyway. Um, also, there were some bannings. Sword of the Meek and Hypergenesis were both banned. So, this, this is going to be in effect until Scar's, because once Scar's comes out, this, uh, this whole block, the time block is gone. But, they're both banned. You can no longer cascade into Hypergenesis or poop out a bunch of crazy Thopters. Um, which, is,
1: which is good. I mean, uh, the deck that was... Like, the reason why we were saying Fae is Poison, break the metagame, I'm bitching people were like, what about Thopter? Are you kidding? But no, no, no. It's gone. <laughs> like, if Thopter wasn't gone, it would win. Like, there's no reason not to play it. So, watch out, guys. Volcanic Fallout's gonna be making a comeback against fairies. <laughs> <laughs> did, did I... I agree- did I mention that that, that, that uh, red deck's flashing Anathemancer is totally poised to take down everything? Just saying.
0: I love Again. our baseless speculation, <laughs> but uh, also in Legacy, Mystical Tutor is banned, so which Aunt, is Ant and Reanimator take a hit there? Yeah, that, that's
1: yeah. kind of random though. Like I don't really understand why Reanimator wasn't like the end-all, be-all. It, I mean, there are still good things happening in that format. Um, unlike extended, you had stuff like New Horizons coming around, which like abuse Horizon Canopy and Night of the Reliquary and Terravore. Like frickin' Terravore was being played. I mean it's not like Reanimator and other decks were just like busting it up. So I don't really think it needed to be banned. Then again, they can just play personal tutor, which just keeps the decks a lot more honest. Making that kind
0: of effect a sorcery is not It's kind of it's kinda better. It's better. Or more fair. Um, also, Grim Monolith and Illusionary Mask were banned, or no longer banned, pardon. <laughs> Grim Monolith is the famous uh, power artifact combo for infinite mana. I doubt it'll see play. It might so someone can cheat out Emrakul, but uh, I doubt it. And Illusionary Mask, it, it, it's kind of like cheating morph creatures into play. It's just a whole long block of text. The only thing this might see play in a deck with, like, I don't know, maybe Ice Cauldron to confuse your opponent into submission. I'm gonna play as much text on my cards as I can, and then they're going to give all of their non-creature artifacts banding. <laughs> it's like bands with other homerids or something. And that deck, I, I would, I would play that deck. That'd just be such a fun deck to play.
1: You know, it'd, it'd just be like, so you take ten minutes reading, I'll go over <laughs> here and shuffle, and we'll we'll just meet to finish the game.
0: All right. Uh, beyond the changes to extended and the changes to legacy and all that. We also have some changes to everyone's favorite format, Elder Dragon Highlander. Do you want to talk about it, or do you want me to... Sure. I'll,
1: I'll, I'll take my favorite banning from this list. Uh, actually, you can take my favorite. I'm going to take another one that I'm really happy is banned. Uh, Telerian Academy is frickin' banned. That is awesome. Uh, this is... Uh, it was from that Cyclo Lands from Urza Saga. Uh, it's the blue one. Legendary Land, add blue to your mana pool for each artifact you control. It obviously taps, cause it's a land. Um very very happy this card's gone. This card was basically half of that whole blue summer back when Urza's Saga was like around. It was just like people playing counter spells and winning with like cloud of fairies or something. I don't know how they won. They just killed each other. But um yeah, it's banned. It's about damn time. This card plus like Deserted Temple and it was just ridiculous as all hell. So, it's gone as of... I don't know. Is it gone as of July 1st, or is it just kind of, like, gone?
0: Um, I honestly... I'm looking on dragonhighlander.net right now. But I think... I don't know if they go into effect today, or July 1st. Either way, um... People
1: are saying that Commander at MTGO might adapt these changes also, which would be good. Yeah.
0: Actually, MTG Aaron, like, Aaron tweeted that. So... Beller He's pretty Forsen. sure that they... That they I, I'm pretty sure that's reliable, and he said that... The, the tweet exactly reads, I'm fairly certain that Online Commander uses the exact EDH ban list, so those cards will be banned there as well.
1: Great. So, you take the general that's finally, well, finally gone.
0: I'm going to talk about the other two cards that are banned from decks, and then we'll end with the banned general. Okay. Um, One of the other cards that are banned from regular decks is Channel. Uh, so you can no longer channel Fireball or channel Emrakul or channel sponsor Ulema to play all of your Eldrazi from your optional sideboard. Um, oh wow, was, that actually works, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It was kind of just Ugh. degenerative and stupid.
1: I mean, it uh, got degenerative and stupid because of Eldrazi. I mean, yeah. with if 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 there wasn't like Emrakul and Sponsor and things
0: like that, do you really think Channel would have been banned? No, because I played, we played, Patrick and I, Sally, sorry, Sally and I played Channel in our wart deck for a while, cause it was really good. But we ended up taking it out because it, en- when there was no big Eldrazi to play, you ended up just Channel fireballing and killing someone. Which was never fun. And then we took it out and then the Eldrazi came back and everybody's like, ooh, Channel's good now. I-, I think it was, it was time to get rid of it. Especially because the Eldrazi are so popular right now. If the Eldrazi die down in popularity, you might be able to bring Channel back, but then the Eldrazi might get popular again. <laughs> I honestly think it's just too good of a card with a 40-point life total. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about the next card that's banned? Hells, yeah. This is a card I am also very, very,
1: very happy Is banned. Staff of Domination is finally gone. Thank gosh. So, Staff of Domination. Uh, in case... You don't see it a lot, or you don't really know what it does. Costs three colorless. It's a rare from 5th Dawn artifact. For one colorless mana, you can untap Staff of Domination. For two, to tap. Two and a tap, you gain one life. Three and a tap, untap target creature. Four and a tap, tap target creature. Five and a tap, draw a card. When you first look at Staff of Domination, which I think is the funniest part about it, it doesn't seem intimidating at all. It's kind of just like, huh? Why do I care? You're paying for it to tap my guys. But it it's like, no, 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 no. This card is not broken, but it's... it's it, it, it was like what Tolarian Academy and Channel were. It created situations where you just win. Um, Staff of Domination and Raffellos go infinite. Uh, just like, yeah, St- Staff of Domination and Rafellos go infinite. Uh, there's, there's a lot of different situations. Staff of Domination and Azami, uh, a Lady of Scrolls also really good. Uh, there's a lot of, like, douchebag generals that work really well with Staff of Domination, so I'm very happy it's gone. It's It's been a main facet of me losing a lot of games hmm. has been Staff of Domination, so
0: I am very, very happy it's gone. Yeah, another card that is banned, and this is um, probably one of the best things to have in EDH since ever. He wouldn't, when, when I started playing EDH, he was a banned general. And then they unbanned him, cause they're like, yeah, this guy's awesome. No, he's not. He's just a jerk. Uh, do you know what his name is, Tom? Well, if they banned him before, it's gotta be Rafelos. Rafelos, Land War Douchebag. Yes. He's a 2-1 for green-green. He taps to add green to your mana pool for each forest you control. You, I've never played against someone who's playing Rafelos. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna play Rafelos on turn 2, then turn 3, play like 6 elves. No. That's not how it works. Or play a Jiraga Warcaller with a bunch of counters. No, no, no. They go, Rufellos, land, tap it. Um, Staff of Domination, I win. Or <laughs> Woodfall Primus, blow up your land. Kill my Woodfall Primus, blow up your land. It was just stupid. It, it Never, I did not like Rufellos being unbanned. I'm glad he's re-banned. I'm glad people can't play him. Him and Phage can go have douchebag general babies together. It's just not, <laughs> not Phage, sorry. Uh, Braids can go have...
1: Yeah, Braid's Cable Minion Not fun to play against either Very, very happy, gotta agree with Trevor Raffaello's being banned is a good thing Um, it being Unbanned was kinda nice also, I mean Like, for a little bit it was okay Like, hey, this is why we banned him The first time I mean, he powered out a lot of Ridiculous things, I mean Raffaello's plus Umbral Mantle even Was just like, hey, you win Who should you kill with general damage Today? die, die, die. So, yeah. Happy. Extra happy. Yep. I have a very large smile on my face that you can't see. I'm glad. It- um,
0: the Next, we're going to talk about uh, the... This was an idea sent to us from Twitter. I, I've gotten into the habit of what I'll do is, right before we start recording, I'll post on Twitter about that we're going to be recording. And I ask what people want us to talk about. Well, Pinahanuva and Stam, Strammermax, I apologize because I can't read. They asked us to talk about top 10 friendliest and top 10 douchiest generals. So we're going to take the top 10 douchiest generals first. The order is our discretion, but really they're just douchebag generals. We're not including Rafelos or Braids on the list. Cause because, that would be one and two. Yeah. And cause they're banned. So <laughs> of course, they, of course they're awful. That's I, I feel like that's kind of a given. Mm-hmm. So, what's what's your list for top ten... And also, please, disclaimer, disclaimer. We are not giving you a list of top ten douchiest generals so you can go out and make the top ten douchiest decks and beat everybody with them. Please do not do that. Yeah, the the reason why these guys... will explain why
1: they're, they're generals people hate to see. These are generals that when people sit down and say, Oh, yeah, you know me, I'm just playing They're the Enchanter. No, that does not work. At all. <laughs> so... Uh, number one, Douchius. Who do you think it is? I, I mean, it's it's a pretty clear winner for me now that Rafellos is gone. Arayo. Yes, Arayo Soritami Ascendant. Um, so this guy, we have we've, we've talked about. I guess it's a girl. It's a it's a thing, whatever. So Arayo Soritami Ascendant came from Saviors of Kamigawa. Uh, it's for one in the blue. It's a flying one one. It's like, oh my god, it's already intimidating, right? So, <laughs> whenever the fourth spell of a turn is cast, flip Arayo's Soratami Ascendant. Oh, I wonder what it does when it's flipped. Uh, Arayo's Essence. Counter the first spell played by each opponent each turn. And so, a lot of people, like, when they first see this, are like, oh, that's not really that bad. I mean, you just uh, fight through counters. It can't be the worst thing ever. He's kind of, c- kind of comatastic. Um, there's a card called Arcane Laboratory. For two and a blue, the, uh, players can only play one spell a turn. So, everybody's spell gets countered except yours. And then we actually found another one called Mana Maze. Uh, Mana Maze is actually kind of cool. It kind of works, sometimes kind of doesn't. It's a 50 cent rare from Invasion. For one and a blue, players can't cast spells that share a color with the spell most recently cast this turn. Um... Yeah, <laughs> uh, Arayo is a horrible thing to play against. You'll know it when you're playing against it. A lot of people use stuff like Gush and Snap and those, uh, those like Return X Islands to your hand to pay it for free cards, uh, to uh, to get her going, just to flip her, and then just it's horrible to play against because she just comes down early, and it's
0: such a lasting effect, and you're just locked out of the game. And I mean, I feel bad, because there are a lot of people, and as the list goes on, some of these other generals are more fun to play normally and not be a douchebag about, but this list, at least I know from my opinion, if I sit down and someone's playing a Ryo or certain generals, I'm going to be like, alright, I'm going to have to keep my guard up, Mm -hmm. because I can't really trust that your deck is just just for funsies, (laughs) so... Just be aware that there are these generals with negative stigma. That doesn't mean they have to have. They they don't have to be these crazy combo lockout decks. But a lot because so many people have done that, that's why people think it. So what's your number two, Tom? My number
1: two is from Cold Snap, Zer the Enchanter.
0: Yes. In case you don't know, Zer the Enchanter. Um, As- I always want to call him. I always want to call him Tim. Do you get the reference? Oh. The Enchan- okay. Um, anyway. Zer the Enchanter is one Asper, so one blue, white, black, flying legendary human wizard. Whenever Zer the Enchanter attacks, you may search your library for an enchantment with mana costs three or less and put it into play if you do shuffle your library. He's a one-four. You attack, you search for diplomatic immunity. He can never be targeted again. Um, that is, that is step one. You know, <laughs>
1: that is always step one. It's like... It's like whenever you, uh, whenever you like search with for a creature with primal command, you always search for eternal witness. <laughs> Get back primal command. Yeah, it's like step one. So yeah, Zer the Enchanter. Um, he's a very good general. He does what he does well. Uh, he, a lot of people like this general. Like people who just start and they see Zer, they're like, oh, this is a cool general. I love playing him, and which is really sad because he is a really fun general to play with. It's just. People broke him. Like, our fourth douchey's general is the same exact way. But I- I've always loved him. He's a great idea. He's just... Whenever he comes down, you just kind of sulk. It's like,
0: great, we're going to have one of those games. Do you know what other enchantments people tend to get with a Zer? Um...
1: Besides stuff like,
0: O-Ring and Arrest... Yeah, Diplomatic Immunity is one of them. O Ring, Arrest. I'm just looking it up so people can, uh, so people know, so people can be aware. Oh. Um, uh, they I get just stuff like Ristic Study. Wow, that does cost three, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Uh, you get Propaganda, you get, um, the White you, you, Propaganda. You can get Daybreak Cornet. Yeah, t- stuff goes down, dude. <laughs> and then with the new Totem Armors, you can just get a Hyena Umbra and just go, yay, try and kill him now. Um,
0: yeah. Oh, well, you can play Arcane Lab and the white Arcane Lab, rule of law. Because you need to. Oh, of course you do, in case somebody kills one. <laughs> Anyways, so that's number two, Zer the Enchanter.
1: I'm really sad that he's one of the doucheous generals. I just have to reiterate, he's so much fun to play with or play... not play against, but play with. But, dude, he's just... Ugh. Number three is another guy from Cold Snap. Do you know who he is? Arkham Dagsum. Hell yeah, he is. Uh, so, we've talked about Arkham Dagsum before, and we're able to slowly meddle out kind of why Arkham Dagsum sucks to play against. But um, to just put it as simply as possible, you tap him and you get bad artifacts. You get him and you get, like, Darkseal Forge. Like, that's usually the first thing you get with Arkham Dagsum. And then you just continue to play Blue Artifacts. He actually gets weakened, now that I think of it, without Talarian Academy.
0: Well, that's true, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. Uh, also without Staff, but... I digress. Uh, Arcan- yeah, but you can still get... You get Forge, you get Disc,
1: Lattice... Um. You get a lot of really decent things for on the Mega Chief. Especially when, like, you go... When you have Solemn, some Simulacrum out, also known as gens. And then you just play Arkham Dax, and it's like I'll get a land, draw a card, and get a better artifact. Yeah, yeah. And usually ends games with that end with Tezzeret or March of the Machines. So, just saying. Um, anything else you want to talk about him before we go on to the Firemind? Um, not really. All right. So Niv Mizzet the Firemind is was one of my favorite generals. Um, except for the fact that he is so combo tastic. Uh, you play Niv Mizzet and you play either Curiosity or Aphidian Eye and it's auto win. Yeah. Like, that's simple. Although, you
0: do have the chance of decking yourself out, so watch yourself. Also, along with Niv, another blue red general that I think is right up there, and it might even be before Arkham Dagsum because of the the loss of Academy and Staff. That's, um, Georia. Yeah, Georia of the Gitu. Uh, she was. Future site? I'm looking right now, and Come I can't on. find her on Gatherer.
1: I'm I'm rolling here. It's JH. Got her. You ready? Okay. Future site? Yes, I'm awesome. <laughs> Anyways, so from Future site, um, she's actually our number ten, but uh, Joe, how jo- are Gitu? Giora. G or do. Suspend. Uh for one, red and a blue, which legendary two two. Uh for two, remove a non land card in your hand from the game, remove four put four time counters on the removed card. If it doesn't have suspend it, gain suspend. So if she stays unmolested, people who play her go like turn two, decree of annihilation, suspended, emerkel suspended. And it's kinda like
0: good job winning the game there. <laughs> Yeah, I would move her up. For me, the list would probably be, as we've done so far, number one... Arayo. Yeah, Arayo, and then two was... Sir. Sir, and then probably Joria. I'd probably put niv at ten. Oh, really? It's just, them? just for my personal list. Okay. I've,
1: I've, I've, I've always hated games where people just combo out. Joria Gehor- uh, has the ability where you can just counter it. Like, you know the spells are coming in four turns, you can play around them. When people, like, play, like, Inferno instead, you just keep your stuff in hand, then take six, then play your stuff. Like, there's a way to play around them. Um, I guess the biggest thing about these generals is that the reason why people call them douchebags is if you don't have cards tailored to just defeat them, you're kind of boned. Um, Teferi is the best way to stop Joria. That's very true. Because Teferi kills Suspend cards. Um, so, number five. Uh, also got worse without Staff of Domination. A lot of these cards got worse without Staff of Domination. But this is... And I have no... Oh, I spelled it right. Uh, Mariki Ray Barret. Or Ray Barret. Or whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, it's for Esper. So, white, blue, black. Uh, Mariki, she, she's a Legendary Human. A 1-1. One, one. Doesn't untap during your untap step. Gain control target creature for as long as you control Mariki Ray Barrett When Mariki Ray Barret leaves the battlefield or becomes untapped, destroy that creature, it can't be regenerated. So, when she was... Well, when Staff was in EDH, you would play her, then you'd play Staff, and you'd just be able to untap her a bunch of times and kill all the creatures on the board and just keep the best one you could get. So watch out for that. Mariki is uh, well, a horrible general to play against, and it will make you sad.
0: She's also really good with um, Umbral Mantle
1: and Fate well, Stitcher and Puppeteer and <gasps> there's, there's, there's a lot of things that untap in blue. Trust free me. from the real
0: is one I'm, th- I'm thinking about. Oh, wow. That's that's good. And I mean, she's white so you can play like Idealic Tutor and search. I don't know why I'm giving people ideas. Anyway, What's your next what's your next douchebag general? All right. do, you have a, do you have a zombie on your list? She's actually the next one, a zombie Lady of Scrolls, number six. Awesome. I'll talk about Azami. Uh I've played against we played a, it he was playing a proxy EDH deck. I talked about this game. I'm not gonna bring up the horror again. But Azami and Arayo sometimes go hand in hand. They can be switched out. Now, a zombie doesn't as a general does not cause directly an infinite combo. Um just kind of one. Mind Over Matter is a card that a lot of people play with a on me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Mind Over Matter does, Tom? I believe it's 2, blue, 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 so 5, CMC. No, no it's 2, blue, 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 blue.
1: So it's 6. Yes. Alright, whatever. So Mind Over Matter, uh, discard a card, untap, b- untap or tap
0: target permanent, basically. Uh, artifact creature land, so you can't tap enchantments and you can't tap planeswalkers. But yeah, essentially, and that that gives you you can draw your deck, but which is terrible. That's why she's on the douchebag list. But I'd rather play against someone playing a zombie than someone playing Arria. Arria locks you out. A zombie just makes them draw cards.
1: Yeah. uh... Uh, some people who play a zombie, like I was playing against someone playing a zombie in Commander lately. And it was funny because I was playing tomorrow a zombie's familiar and they were playing a zombie and I was like, oh, look, I'm your little brother. But um, they were just playing tribal wizards. And it's like, that's a great general to have if you're playing a tribal wizards in blue. It's like, yeah, all your wizards now come with the ability tap, draw a card. Yeah. That's that's fair. Like, it, it's, it's not fair because it's crazy overpowered. But it's, it's fair. It's a good general. It does what it does. In that case, it's fine. If you're it's, playing it to combo out with Mind Over Matter and Infi Mana and crazy stuff like that,
0: then we're allowed to hate you. Yeah, that's that's when she gets irritating, but I would definitely not... She's not as bad as a Ryo, but she can be bad.
1: Definitely can be bad. So number seven is a Mythic Rare from Alara Reborn, another Esper. Send triplets for two <laughs> white, blue, black, legendary artifact creature, human, wizard. Its type line is, like, so... Whatever. So, at the beginning of your upkeep, choose target opponent. This turn, that player can't play spells or activated abilities and plays with his or her, his or her hand revealed. You can play cards from that player's hand. It's a 3-3 three, three with the nice little flavor text there, Masters of Your Mind. Whatever. So, this guy kind of fits in with um the next kinda with a certain category, but it like is the best explanation of this category. Um a lot of generals not a lot, but a few generals kinda lock people out of the game. Uh Arayo does this the best, but sends triplets allows you to choose an opponent. They can't really play spells during your turn now. It's really good on one on one games, which is why she's kind of like a douchey general. Whenever you play E D eight sometimes you play one on one. You play it the French way. And um, <laughs> That's right, you thought I forgot Stupid French people So sometimes you just play it the French, the French way And you play it one-on-one And someone plays Tennis Triple And it's like,
0: oh, so now I don't have a hand um, I you, think Tom forgets that this is on the internet And that French people could be listening And MTG Radio has nothing We have no problem with people that are French Or anything of Of course It is, it is all Tom's buffoonery Anyways, I don't like the way French people play EDH. I'm just saying, you should play it our way. Play an American. Eat some Freedom Fries. <laughs> I, I, I have experience playing sense because I did, and I feel like a jerk about it. I ended up disassembling the deck because it just was unfun. Um, if she goes unattended, you can play your opponent's lands, you, you can play their spells, you... their hand is revealed, so you can collude with other players. It's just <laughs> Yeah, stuff it, happens, she's a, man. Yeah, she's a really political general. I kind of think Sharoom is a little bit worse just because of the infinite combos, but it's a close race between the two of them for this yeah. spot.
1: And then the next category goes along with, like, as you can see, a lot of the generals we hate are generals that kind of lock you out of the game. And two generals that are really, really, like, that's what they do is Linvala, Keeper of Silence, and Teferi, Mage of Zalfir really weird name. So, um... Linvala is a recent Mythic Rare from Rize For two white-white, three-four, flyer, activated abilities of creatures your opponents control can't be activated. This shuts down Generals. Shuts down Niv-Mizzet. Shuts down a zombie. Shuts down... Sends. Sir. It's it's bad. Uh,
0: wait, you, you, wait, you don't like playing wait. against it. If you're the judge. You should be correcting me. Yeah, I, that's what I was saying. Wait... She turns off activated abilities, right? Not triggered, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so as there is. Since triple ability triggers, that's not. No, you're wrong there. But it does shut off a lot of abilities and mana abilities. So, if you have a Rafelos, in, if someone has a Rafelos in their deck and you really dislike Rafellos, your Linval will stop their Rafellos from making it. That is true.
1: Um, Teferi, kind of the same way. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, yeah. Teferi makes his here 2. Blue, blue, blue. He's got Flash. Creature cards you own that aren't on the battlefield have Flash, which is cool. Each opponent can play spells only anytime he or she could play a Sorcery. Um, this limits a lot of decks from doing what they want to do. And a lot of people hate that, and they want to hurt you for it. So that's usually what happens when you play Teferi. He's not really a real, like, bad douchebag general. Same with Linvala. But they're kind of like... Prison effects. It's kind of like they limit you from doing stuff you want to be doing with your cards. People hate that. That's why people hate counterspell. It's like I wanted to do this. Why are you countering it? So, voila. That that's that's the eight spot. Number nine is Rafik, and you can totally explain why.
0: Okay, Rafik. Um, number number ten is Ural, right? Uh, number ten is yeah. Okay, so Rafik and Ural, I'm gonna lump them together, especially with the advent of totem armors. These cards are just stupid. I, I mean, they're kind of in competition for Dushier. Rafik, with Rafiq, you have the option of playing Sovereigns of Lost Alara, and then winning immediately. You attack, you give, you, you just put any, essentially anything on him and win.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: With Earl, you get a totem armor, you put it on him, if he doesn't die before the totem armor resolves, he's almost impossible to kill. Final Judgment does kill him, but they're just really incredibly hard to deal with. And you can kill your opponent in one attack. Yeah, that's 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 why. <laughs> they're uh, they're single attack. Um, like there are generals that strictly just one attack will win. The the issue with them, and I think this this is why they're at the bottom of the list. They can knock single people out of the game, but not the whole table.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So generally, if you're playing Rafik or Earl. You can kill one person... Earl's better at handling a table than Rafiq is, but you kill one person and then everyone else at the table is like, colluding to kill you. Colluding is, like, my word of the day, by the way. I don't know what's going on there. Good point. Uh, yeah, Rafik and Earl, they, they do
1: big things. They're splashy cards. They're also generals that people have close to them. Like, there aren't many generals on this list that are, like, old. <laughs> um... A lot of these are recent. I think the oldest one is Ravnica. Yeah. They've it. Everything else has been printed recently, which is why people have been seeing them so much. There's some <laughs> older generals that are harder to play against, but no one has them. Um,
0: not hey, gonna get into it. it.
1: Like, Raffellos the- was that old general that people had to trade for, and now he's gone. Thank hmm. god. Like, did did Cold Snap come out before or after Ravnica? Cold Snap was after.
0: This is huh. Cold Snap, not like Ice Age. Ice Age no, no, like- I know. I just yeah, it did come out after. I just didn't remember because I didn't play during that time. Anyway, now uh, that, that was our list of Douchey Generals. Now we have our list of. It's kind of it's the top ten, but there doesn't really the order is kind of irrelevant for these guys. Yeah, they're just. Um, I think we have eight, right? Not ten. Yep are eight uh non-douche generals. Now, I'm going to start with the the first two, and they're the Feldegriffs. The first one is Feldegriff. One, white, blue, green, so one Bant. He's a 4-4. Four, four. Summon Legend. White, flying into end of turn, target opponent gains two life. Blue, return to his owner's hand, target opponent may draw a card. Green, trample into end of turn, put a 1-1 hip, one, one green hippo into target opponent's under into target opponent's control. That was a very, very poorly worded sentence. But uh, Feldergriff is known for the group hug decks. Now, these non-douchebag generals are examples of what, I feel like what EDH should be more like. But be aware, just because someone sits down in Felder and says, I'm playing group hug, and everybody's like, cool, you're playing group hug, and then everybody lets them do what they want, and then they go, hive mind packed, I win. <laughs> you, you still have to be aware and make sure their group hug deck is not a bear hug deck. Yeah, but- and, and then another thing
1: about group hug is, uh, I remember talking to Sheldon about this, and the difference between a group hug deck and a kingmaker deck. Um, they're, they're really hard to discern between, but there's a major difference to kingmaker deck, which has a bunch of abilities like target opponent instead of like target opponents, plural. And it makes one person really, really, really uh like better than everybody else besides yourself. That's Dare a Kingmaker deck. Dare I say it? it makes them the Arch Enemy? Anyway. Oh wow. You know we didn't even talk about Arch Enemy. By the way, play with EDH, it should be fun. People have been talking about playing Arch Enemy
0: and Plane Chase with EDH. And I that don't know. just seems it, like it'd be like a headache. These people must have twenty five hours in their day, because I do not understand how you would logically be able to do that. But I digress. Yeah, I mean, the thing about the Arch Enemy decks, little
1: tangent, it's kind of like just playing the best cards you're playing EDH for. Like, you're playing EDH so you can play Insurrection and take everything. You don't... There's a scheme in Arch Enemy that does the same exact thing, so... Yeah.
0: Anyway, but yeah, you you talked about Kingmaker, and I want to talk about Group I decks affect everyone and don't have a win condition. Mm-hmm. That's that's the point. Kingmaker
1: decks actually have a win condition, more than likely. Grupo decks play stuff like Vision Skies, which is like one and a blue uh player. Each player, uh, each player, draws, two player two draws two
0: cards. Yeah. And yeah, it's just fun. Yeah. So Um The next Yeah. Del- is questing Feldegriff, and it's one bant, so one green, white, blue. It's a four four. It's green tap, it gets plus one, plus one, and you put a one one green Hempo under target opponent's control. White, it gains protection from black and red until end of turn. Target opponent gains two life. Blue, it gains flying. Target opponent may draw a card. So, these are the two, uh, these are the big deal, um I can't think of the word, but they're the forefront of group hug decks. Yeah, so.
1: If, if someone shows up playing a fellow to griff and they say they're group hug, you can pretty much believe them.
0: Yeah, as long as they don't play a mind, or have packs in their deck. But you still have to be somewhat aware, but generally, if, if no one at your playgroup reacts, then it's fun. Playing with the group group decks is really fun. Like, Eureka Time Stop, that's awesome. None of the abilities triggered, anyway. Um, braids, Conjurer, Adept. Do you want to talk about Blue Braids? Ah, uh, Blue Braids, how I
1: love thee. So, Braids, Conjurer, adept. she is very fun to play with or against. Um, for two blue-blue Legendary Human Wizard, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player may put an artifact, creature, or land card from his or her hand into play. It's a 2-2. Uh, she's a very big enabler, General. Um, you also play. You also get the activation last, just mentioning if you're playing Braids, which is the other reason why the Black Braids was banned. But, uh, I digress. Uh, braids, Condor Adept, very fun to play against. It allows people to do big things. Everyone only- likes playing with her, and... Go ahead, And sorry. The, the reason why people aren't really, like, afraid is it's, like, they're playing blue, so you don't really worry about them dropping anything. Like, they can drop, like, Tidal Kraken. And cool, um, you have a 6-6 six, six Unblockable. They could also drop... Emrakul cool, or other things. I understand this. I understand they can drop Eldrazi, which, with the advent of that part, Braze has become a more dangerous general,
0: but... For everyone, really, because even, like, the person, the person who goes after you can drop one Emrakul. of those not so yeah, yeah. Um, yeah
1: it, it'd be funny if they someone just goes Emercole and the next person goes like Emercool legend roll it then someone goes Emercool, and you go Emercool legend roll it. That'd be fun. <gasps> yeah, but the person who plays Emercool gets an
0: extra turn. Uh put. You're putting not playing. Oh yeah okay. I lied. I'm I can't read. Reading is text Um it's all good. Next card also blue, Kami of the Crescent Moon. So I guess where blue is also a dick, it can be awesome. Tommy the Crescent Moon, or Tommy of the, the Crescent Butt. Blue Blue for a 1-3. Uh, legendary Creature Spirit. At the beginning of each player's draw step, that player draws a card. It's hell in mine. Your opponents get it before you do. It, it helps everybody out. I love this guy. He looks creepy, and I don't enjoy staring at his butt. But Cloud Butt is a good man. That is a very good point. Uh, the nope. next... This is another card that is a cloud, but does not have flying. What is going on?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before, but the fact that Sovereigns of La Salara doesn't have flying is baffling. Yeah. So, again, Corona of the False Guard, False God, next guy, for one, Uh, Yeah, that's white, blue, black, red, green. Um. It's got haste to 5-5. At the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player untaps Corona False God and gains control of it. Whenever Corona attacks creatures of the type of your choice, get plus 3, plus 3 until end of turn. Uh, You know she doesn't have flying? I didn't know
0: this at all. The art makes it look like she has flying. Just saying. We had the allies deck with her as a general, so I knew she didn't have flying. She's good. Um, In a dedicated tribal deck, she's obviously better. Mm-hmm. Because you get the plus three plus three where your opponents don't, but she's a five five. They can attack everyone. Everyone gets a turn. I'm not making any more comments about that because it's already inappropriate. Um But yeah, so she she goes around <laughs> the table. That took you a while, Tom. Sorry, uh, she's holding two big sticks. Continue. Although it's it's fun to name obnoxious creature types with Corona. I attack and give all of my unicorns plus three plus three until end of turn. Just in case you were wondering, Miss Ultimus would be happy. Yes. So would a Ronum Unicorn. Anyways,
1: so next Let's we're gonna we're gonna talk about Iwamori of the Open Fist. Um, this is a guy from Betrayers of Kamigawa, obviously because of the name. Uh, legendary creature, human monk with Trample. It's two green green for a five five. When Iwamori of the Open Fist comes into play, each opponent may put a legendary creature card from his or her hand into play. Um, it's like Hunted Wumpus. Uh, everyone likes the person who plays Hunted Wumpus because they always have creatures they want to play. Um, it's kind of different. The possibility of your opponents having legendary creatures in hand, kind of less, but more than likely they're playing them. So You're going to have someone drop like Nicol Bolas, then a Chroma, then someone's going to be sad and not play anything, and then... You get to have your 5-5 five, five trampler.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I'm going to get my 5-5 five, five trampler. You can put your Emeracle in the play for free. This sounds like a bad idea. Anyway, um, so I think that was that was a good list of douchiest and friendliest generals. Tom, you have the list. Would you mind adding them to the show notes? Yeah, oh, you're missing one, by the way. Oh, I'm, I'm a failure in
1: life. Shizuko, Caller of Autumn. Uh, for one green green, at the beginning of each player's upkeep... Uh, that player adds green 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 to his or her mana pool good job being gender neutral there this mana doesn't cause mana burn until end of turn this mana doesn't empty from that player's mana pool as phases end so there you go that's so that's our last there they are
0: table.
1: by the way if you're not playing green it's okay it just comes in as colorless mana
0: yeah it, works. it wouldn't be green it would be colorless but yeah. you can still use it and, I don't know Play some crazy nonsense with it. Um, so th- th- that's our list of top 10 friendliest and top X d- douchiest generals. So we have we have them out there. Thank you again, Panahanuva and Streamer Max for the idea. It worked out quite well, I think. If you guys have any other generals that you know you hate playing against, let us know. Comment, email, Twitter. Yeah, tell us page, why. Smoke signals. Um, if your friend has like a really dumb Jareth Leonin Titan deck. I had to do it, Tom. I'm sorry. Jeremy and um, Titan is awesome. All right. In the show notes, we also... After the the lists of generals, there's... I just put some links that we have in there. I'm gonna th- We're going to talk about Sun Titan. I'm going to let everybody know what he does. He's the pre-release foil 4M11. for M11. Four white-white for a 6-6 with vigilance. He's a mythic rare. Whenever Sun Titan enters the battlefield or attacks, which I think is really cool. I've never seen a dual trigger like that. Um... You may return a target permanent card with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. This guy's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to play him, get back old Jace, so I have C-O-P Jace out. Um, so I have C-O-P Jace out. And then, and then <laughs> hey, if I have my old Jace, no one can play new Jace, and that means I'm in good shape. I'm going to attack and get GTA I'm going to attack and get Sophie. Like, let's... He's so nuts. I'm gonna attack and get Wall of Omens, and attack and get Wall of Blossoms. I just, I really, really like him. The play him, get Ewit, play Time Warp, attack, get Time Warp back, or get Ewit back, play Time Warp combo is great. Um, Sam, so yeah. Any, what, what combos are you looking forward to with Sun Titan? Or what cards are you looking forward to getting back with Sun Titan? With Sun Titan,
1: simple stuff, dude. O-ring. Like, getting back Kasali Pride Mage. That's cool. I mean, he does a lot of things well, which is obviously a good thing. Repeatable effects, which is why, like, Planeswalkers are awesome, are really important in Magic, important in EDH. This guy's gonna be
0: important. You're gonna see him a lot. Especially yeah. since he's a pre-release promo. Yeah, go to your pre-release. This guy this guy pretty much cemented my going to the pre-release, which wasn't even a question. Concealed is probably my favorite format beyond EDH. Um, and you don't, I don't get to play it that often. But... Sun Titan is a ridiculously awesome pre-release foil. Yeah, definitely. it seems like it seems like they're making the pre-release foils good for like a wide range of formats, like Emrakul and Sun Titan. Now, it's not just and even yeah. yeah. It's not just like we're going to give away. Did uh, uh, my immediate thought was um, Mirror Fate for a pre <laughs> That'd be a great <laughs> foil.
1: Who would... No one has even played Mirror of Fate. I remember there was, like, talk of, like, this amazingly janky Cascade combo Mirror of Fate deck. Yeah. Yeah. No one played that.
0: Um, The next next thing that we linked to was the article by Sheldon Renery on Star City. He's the Godfather of Format and a really fantastic writer. He talked about a deck that the people over at Salvation built and had him play... Mm-hmm. And he's a dirty he, he turned into a dirty combo player. Yeah, that was very sad. It was it was a bit disheartening. but the article itself is really good. Uh, I always like listening listening to. I like listening to his articles. They're really interesting. the silence and the hum of my computer mm-hmm. passed. In. Oh
1: yes. you mean you don't just pay a nice little Chinese girl to read them for you?
0: I do that was that was creepy.
1: It makes uh, it so much easier. <laughs> There's so, so
0: many big words, Trevor so many. 60cards.com just started. He just got off the ground. Uh, his Twitter name is also in the show notes. It's a really great site. It's more for competitive, tournament-based standard magic, but it's really good. The writing is really good. He does a lot of... He did a Gideon um, giveaway. Now he's doing a giveaway for, I think, a Ranger of Eos. I'm not sure. It might have already been given away. But regardless, he wrote a really good article on Elspeth and... Just in general, his writing is really well. So check him out, and I have to congratulate YOMTG Taps. Uh, do you know why I'm congratulating YOMTG Taps? Besides the fact that they're pretty much entirely composed of awesome, do you know the other reason why I'm congratulating YOMTG Taps? No. They got a sponsorship from Star City Games. That is, congratulations. Yeah. So they are moving on up, and it's it's they they have they deserve it. They're really good. Their podcasts are always fantastic. So. Keep it up, guys. Keep up the good work. That was a... Sh- it wasn't even, like, a shameless plug. I don't feel bad about saying that, because they're... I, I try to listen to a decent amount of podcasts, and they're one that I always keep on top of. Definitely. They're They're a good podcast. They're fun to listen to. Joe and Big Head Joe. I find it funny that their names are almost the same. Um, I did want to say one more thing, and this is way out there, but if anyone uses an Android phone... Uh, I found an app called MyPod. Again, I said this is way out there. But it's MyPod, and you can download podcasts straight to your phone and listen to them. And it's a really good player. It has a lot of versatility and options, and it's free. Um, Google Listen is what I tried to use before, but it failed miserably. They, <laughs> I guess they, they don't care about it very much. So if you have an Android phone, um, download MyPod. I have it, it's free, I haven't run into any bugs or snags with it, I've only used it for a little bit and it seems really great I was listening to the latest episode of Judge Cast on it last night
1: Cool, by the way, speaking of other co- other sites that have just gotten off the ground uh, one of our friends from back home uh, Kellen Huber started a, uh, a blog called The Cave uh, he likes to be called Caveman Kellen uh, it's a funny story if you ever get a chance to ask him um, if you want uh, well, uh, links in the show notes it's very—it's a good blog. He writes—he doesn't have much up right now. He's only started. He doesn't have—he doesn't have a bunch of writers, and it is a blog. But I suggest you go look it up. Uh, check it out. Uh, it's thecaveMTG.blogspot.com. In case you wanna—in case you're so excited, you want to go now. So
0: <laughs> I can't look at the show notes. I just have to do it. All right. um, also, if you want to contact us, send us anything, uh, show ideas. Anything, anything at all, really. Our Twitter is twitter.com slash mtgradio. Our email is radio at mtgcast.com. You can leave comments in the show, or on the casts themselves. We really, we read every comment we get, and we try to reply to all of them. Uh, we've been getting, we actually got a good amount of emails these past few weeks. Do you want to give shout outs to the guys who emailed us, Tom? Um, I think I, I, I think I'm gonna be able to get there faster, so I'll probably do it. Yeah. We got emails from Thorne, Derek, and Mike. Yes. So, I'm just saying hi to everybody. Did you reply to um, Eric from St. Louis, by the way? <laughs> you mean from
1: April 28th? April? Yes. Yeah, no. Okay, do it. All right. Hey, Eric from St. Louis. We read your email back when we were taking finals and we totally forgot about it. And we still love you. Hey. Yeah, you still awesome. Yeah. If you ever want to, like, yo, come jump on our podcast. Go right ahead. You kind of are on everything
0: else. So, it's all good. Also... Just just so everyone stays excited and stays tuned, uh, we have spoilers. <laughs> so we can't release them until the 25th, and it's the pooled spoilers, but we're going to be talking about them. It'll come out on midnight on the 25th, which is also my one-year anniversary. But yeah. That's that's when we're sending it to Tom. Big yeah, Tom. we'll be talking Papa about bear. it oh, Papa Bear. Papa um, Bear. But it'll be up on the mothership... By this 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 time, I mean MTGcast, not Daily MTG. But it'll be up. We have spoilers, so I feel I feel I'm very proud of us. It really does mean a lot. I'm glad mm-hmm. that we got them. It's really cool. Yeah. So uh, I I don't really have anything else to say. Do you have anything left to say, Tom? Um, you should play Sun Droplet in EDH
1: because it helps you keep a lot of life available.
0: Yes, you should. Also, you should should play
1: Artifact and Enchantment Destruction if you've noticed the cards that have been ridiculous, that have been combo-tastic, are all Artifacts and Enchantments. So remember those times
0: we always tell you to play Artifact and Enchantment Destruction? Do it! Yes, my advice, return to dust. Yeah, it's good. There we go. Alright, so for episode 34 of MTG Radio, this is Trevor. And this is Tom. And thanks for tuning
1: in.